Hello, podcast listeners. This is Jared Pitney. Today's episode is with Avanzari owner and head chef, Tony Rama, who, in my opinion, has one of the most inspiring stories I've ever heard. Tony came from such extreme poverty that he not only had to wear the same shirt and jeans to school every day, but even more tragically, he actually lost his twin sister to a rare medical condition because his family did not have the funds to get her the care she needed. And despite all of this, Tony traveled from Italy to America all by himself. He found a job working in an Italian restaurant and then eventually saw his own dream become a reality when he got a chance to open up an Italian restaurant, Avanzari, right here in Paragould. I really enjoyed getting to know Tony, and I think you will as well. Now, on to today's episode. Tony, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you, my friend, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, man. Well, I absolutely have loved getting to know your story, and uh, I'm excited for you to get a chance to share it with other people. Why don't you tell those listening, how in the world did you find Paragold, Arkansas? How did you get here and open up this restaurant? Paragold, first I started in Massachusetts, New England, over there working in a restaurant when I first came to America. Then when I came to Massachusetts, I spent there almost like eight years working in a restaurant. Then I have some family members in Arkansas. Then I came to visit them. Then when I came to visit them in Harrison, Arkansas, I saw a big change in Arkansas. Like people here are more nicer. They're more religion. They respect the city, the people, more polite. Over there, New England is just big different. Then my cousin, when he had the restaurant there, said, what do you think about moving to Arkansas? And I said, you know what? Let me think about it. Then I went back to New England, Massachusetts again, spent some time over there. Then I just didn't see a place to raise the kids and the family and the wife. So I said, you know what? Let me try moving to Arkansas because it's more better for them and better opportunity. So sometimes it's not just about you making being busy and making the money when the family can have better opportunities. So that's what brought me to Paragol. More for yeah. the people is more different. Yeah. You talked about, uh, you know, when you moved to Massachusetts. For those who don't know, though, tell them you're not from America. Where are you oh, from originally? So we first started in Italy. I grew up very poor guy, you know, like, when it's different when you see people have money and you don't see people don't have money. And I come from those people that they were really poor family. Then my father always working all the time, but it's just not the opportunity there. Mm. Then to be honest with you, I had a sister. She was my twin sister. Then she got sick. Then we didn't have the money to take care of her. Then she passed away. And when she mm. passed away, that's when I said, you know what? It's time for me to change, to do something bigger than I saw in my opportunity mm. in Italy that wasn't there for me, so I said, you know what? If I go to America, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to work very, very hard. So that way that this doesn't happen to my kids in the future, because if my kids one day get sick, I don't want my kids to pass away just because I don't have the money there. Mm. So I go and apply for it. In Italy, we have this time, like once a year, you go apply for a visa, and if you give it to you, lucky. If not, you run out of luck. So I apply and I will pray all night to God. I say, please, just give me a chance to go to America. If I ever go there, I promise I'm going to work hard like three people. So that I apply and they, with the help of God, I made it here. Then when I made it here, I came to New England, Massachusetts. And when I came there, I had this in mind that I was poor, but I wasn't poor. Poor, You know what I call poor is that man who doesn't believe, who doesn't have faith in God. Mm. 
me, I was, I was poor in, like, with money stuff, but I was never poor in my heart because I know, you know, a man who got faith in God and put always God first, no matter where you go. Did you grow up with that faith in God? Always, my friend. I believe in God. Did you grow up in, a, in like, a Christian home or? The family, like, you know, like, my family got always, always, like, they always put God first for everything they do. Like, my, my mother, she was very religious. She said to me, whatever you go, take God with you. If you take God with you and you put God first, you're never going to lose. So when I, when I come to Boston, and I, had a, I know that when I come to America, I'm going to work very hard like three people. If you put that in mind, when you come in this country and you want to work hard, the opportunity is everywhere. But when I came to Boston, I find this place. I saw the sign, Italian restaurant, Joe's. And I go over there and I will go and ask him, I need a job. And he said to me, you know, speaking very good English. So I said, give me a chance. You don't have to pay me anything. If you like my job, you can keep me. If you don't like it, you can tell me to go home. Mm -hmm. And this was what year? This was, what's I'm talking about? Two, like 13 years ago, 14 okay. years, okay. something like this. When I stopped working for him, he saw me that I am not those guys who come in and like, when I come in the first year, I worked 365 days a year. Christmas came, Thanksgiving came, I didn't take off. didn't take off? I didn't take out those days that Christmas was, he was closed. I would tell him, like, can I clean your vanihood? Because you know, I come here for one thing. I need to do something. I saw people that were working here for 10 years. And then when, they, when the weekend come in, like they will ask the own, like before the checks come in, they will ask for the check. I never asked him for the check. When I first got there, I never asked him, how much you going to pay me? Or nothing. I said, I want a job. And the first week when I started working for him, they, I was supposed to be there at 10 o'clock. I would show up like 9 o'clock. And what the whole week, and this, the guy said something, there's something strange about you. I never get, to, I've been in this for a long time. He was like in his 60s. Mm -hmm. So it's something, something strange about you. Just want to Yeah, where work. did you get that work ethic from? Is that from your mom, from your dad, or is that just totally like just something that you had that they didn't have? Like, where did you get that from? Like this drive to work, to be, I've never heard of anybody work 365 days in their life. When my sister passed away, and we had some neighborhoods, they had some money, and my father go to ask them for a little money, and they said, no, we cannot help you. I said, this is, this is what changed my mind, everything. I said, you know what, if I go there, I'm not going to, I pray to God, I, said, I pray all night, I said, God, give me a chance just to go to America, because I'm, if I go there, I'm going to work like three human beings. I'm going to put everything into it. So when I came over there, and I started working for him, I will show up, like I said, 9 o'clock the first week, and the guy, the boss, just see me, Joe, just sees me, says, you know what? I see something when you, you really, really want to work. So he gave me the key. He said, you know what? Here's the key for you. I never give the key to anybody because I believe, I know that you, you're something different from other people I get to see here. So I go in every time before he even gets here. I work, finish everything. Like I'm telling you, like I put everything into it. The first year, no day out. 365 days, just work, sleep, work, sleep. Then the next year came, it was my birthday, and then the guy said to me, you know what, you worked so much this year, I want to give you day out for your birthday. Mm. And it was very funny, man. Because that was my first day in a long time, 365 day year, the first day off. Then he said, here's, I want to buy, go, go eat anywhere you want, whatever you want, here's the money, this is for me, my gift for you, because... I never see anybody like working like this. Yeah. So he gave me his car, the car he had, 
he has a nice Mercedes Benz. That time I remember it was those S classes. Because mm-hmm. I always see him parking in front of the place. But his windows was very tiny. So he gave me the car. So I go to gas station to get one Red Bull. When I go in, there was another police beside the police state trooper putting gas. And I was a young guy, you know, and he sees expensive car driving. So when he sees me driving the car, he thought, you know, like, and he thought that maybe somebody would do drugs or something, you know. So he pulls over and said, you know what the reason I come up behind you? I said, no. He said, you're driving a very expensive car and your windows are very dark, tainted. So the windows, like, they were very more, more, like, more dark than they're supposed to be. He says, what do you do for a living? He said, do you sell drugs? This car is very expensive. I said, mm. first of all, I said, sorry about that for the window, but it's not my car, it's my boss car. But I said, you, that, you're looking at a guy who works mm-hmm. 365 days all year. I put my hand in my pocket. I had nine checks on me. I said, see, every check has 100 hours I work every week. I don't have time to go to the bank to put my check deposit. And I'm not sure, because I was very, very, like, very disrespectful when the guy said he sold drugs. I said, just because. It's very disrespectful. Yeah, I said, take it easy, man. I said. He kind of just looked at you and yeah. just assumed, yeah, yeah. I said, no, 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 no. I said, you look in the wrong, the wrong person. When he told me that I had all those checks in my pocket, he shaked me in the hand. He said, you know what? I've been an officer for a long time. I never see anybody working like this, like you. People, you, like, all these checks and all these hours when you see it's just like. He said, my friend, he don't even give me a ticket for the window or anything. Mm-hmm. He said, where do you work? This place. Hey, I'm going to come over there and see you. So when he came over there, he actually was joking with the boss. He said, oh, I pulled one of you guys. Man. And he said, that was his birthday, first time, and you already pulled him over. <laughs> and I working so hard, like when Friday comes, I never forget there was one girl over there. She was very beautiful. She one day said to me, you want to come out? Let's go for a drink, you know? I said, no, no, sorry, me. No drinking, me just working and sleeping, that's it. Then, like one time, two times, and sometimes they said, maybe this guy doesn't like women, doesn't like girls, or what's going on? I said, no, 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 I said, sorry. Me, I'm here to work, respect my job, respect my boss. Then the year, then the second year came in. Then, you know what? I know that I learned the job very good. I know that I think I was ready to become... To, to open a restaurant myself or something. So I told the guy, Joe, I said, Joe, I've working for you for two years. You know that I took care of this place more than anybody ever worked here for you. I'm always here on time. I respect you. Plus, he was like getting very old. Mm-hmm. And I always see him, you know, when you have a restaurant business, you never have time for family. Mm-hmm. You always got to be there. Like, it's like having two wives. So his wife, I always fight him with him, say, yeah, you're working too much. I say, you know what, Joe? I think it's time to you to give me some of the shares. I want to buy some of your sh- half of the business. You want to sell it to me so we can become partners. You know that I'm honest guy. I never cheat. Mm-hmm. I respect you and everything. The guy said, you know what? Give me, let me just think, talk to my wife. I will give you an answer. I said, no problem. I said, I will, I'm ready to work with you, but. It just, I, you know, I working so hard, two years, that was my goal. Now it's my time to be my own, to have something. The guy said, tomorrow I will give you an answer. Then tomorrow when he came in, he said, you know what? He shake the hand and said to me, today you can have half or you can have the whole business. Wow. <laughs> Whatever you want. 
that I know you can take care of. He says, my name, because he has, he has his name, he says, my name, been here for so long. If somebody else comes and gives me a lot of money, I won't sell it because my name means everything to me. I've been in the city for a long time, but I know you will take care of it. So me and him became poor, and all those people, they worked for him for like almost 10 years. Like they would always go out and party and stuff, and they would tell me, and Stephen, when I became the, their boss over there, they were like, oh my God, they're like, what's going on? <laughs> did, you, and, did you do the half, or did you do, did you take? No, I did half. Yeah, okay, yeah, so I did a partner. Yeah, partner half, with him. Yeah. With him. Then I became the boss of all those people that were there, and they've been there for a long time. And one thing I can tell in this country is like, I can tell everybody that anybody that's young, work hard and don't party too much because party is wasting time. It's very, very bad. Like, time is more important than anything. And I see a lot of people here, like, they don't know what opportunity is. And this, like, people born and raised here, like, you know, they have the, they, got, they know they got a mate here. You know, if you put your time in and work hard, if you live in this country, there's opportunity. There's a lot of opportunities. It's very, like, when I come to America, I come in with twenty dollars, man. Mm. When I come to Boston, I had twenty dollars. Did I, you have family in Boston? No, no, no family, nothing. Did you know I anybody? A, I know one friend of mine from my city that was there, but family, no. I have in Arkansas. I have one cousin in Arkansas, mm-hmm. but that time, me and him, like he just came in. He didn't have too much experience or anything either yeah. about the country and the city and stuff. Then. When what I come was that? What was that like? To so like take me back to. What was your sister's name? Sister's name Watia. Watia. Yeah. How old was she when she passed away? She was fifteen. Fifteen. What? Yeah. What? Uh, what disease? What? What sickness? No, did she something have? with the first. She had fever. Then she had something with the heart. Yeah. Then when she, then then she passed away. So that had to be devastating, right? Like I'm sure that, that was be a very very hard, very hard time for you. Your twin sister. So she dies. How much longer was it after that that you moved to America? What did you say? How old were you when you got to America? After she died, that's when I go apply for the thing. Uh-huh. You know, like a green card they have over there. They yeah. have a special, the American place. Yes. I'm sorry, you go there, you apply for a green card. Yeah, and then how and much And it's longer? like not too many people get it. Like maybe 10 people, 20 people sure. get it. Yeah, it's a hard process. So then, after she died, then like maybe a year. So when you moved here, you were what, 16, 17, 18? 16. 16. So you moved to America, you're 16, you didn't know anybody? No, 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 no. What did your parents, were your parents trying to say, don't go? Don't go to America, stay here? My mother was very sad. I bet, because they just lost a daughter. Yeah, my mother, she, you know, she like, she was, she grew up like always with the family together. But my father, he was like, go and don't go. Mm -hmm. And then... I saw that there's no opportunity. Another, another thing is, first, to be honest, before even my sister died, I wanted to come here too. Okay. So, like, when I, go, I, when I, when I was going to school, like, all the kids over there, like, they, they were more, well, you know, like, they had more money. Like, I, I went one year, one year to school with just, like, one pair of clothes, man. I would wear the same shorts every day, same pants every day. Did you get made fun of for that? And it was very, f- the most horrid part was like, you know, when you go to the cafeteria to eat, mm-hmm. like over there, like so many times I go in, I don't have money to eat, you know, and stuff, but I am strong guy, you know, like I can take a lot of stuff, you know, like, but that's when it first started, my mind started changing, like, you know, I said, I need to go somewhere. You're trying to get out of your poverty. Yeah. So like, I mean, you literally yeah. were like, you experienced poverty at a level that it was like. 
mean, literally, like it caused death in your family because of like a lack of resources, a lack of money, a lack of funds. And you say, man, like that's, I don't want that to be my life. Yes, that's why it started in school. So it literally felt like a life or death decision for you. It was very tough because today when I see my kids, it feels like, uh, to be honest with you, I feel like a celebrity, man. (laughs) Compared to there, it's like a celebrity. Yeah. And Stefan, when I see people here sometimes complaining, you know, I mean, depressed. I say depressed. Like here, people say I'm depressed. I say, how are you depressed? You're eating meat three times a day. And why do you think people are depressed in America? Because they Because people are depressed. Why do you think this, it is? Because they, life is too easy, man. Mm. I'm telling you, life, if you live in America and you're healthy, God forbid, if you're sick, that's different. But if you're healthy, and you say I'm depressed, something is wrong. What like, do you think it is, though? You think you said it's too easy? You think I that's... Th- people... You think they expect too much, and they, therefore they don't ever get what they're high expectations are and so they're always sad like what do you think it is like like for you so when you where you grew up at in italy was everybody poor or were you saying like it was just kind of no like, not everybody you got some people like just yeah. like here like if some people yeah. made some people don't some people have more you know more money than other people some yeah. people have less and stuff but i guess my family i don't know my father you know he working but yeah he was like just him working my mother did a work she was a house like taking care of the kids and stuff so so what do you th- do you think like so you grew up poor do you think that that has just given you a greater appreciation for the things that most of us take for granted and so for you you're like hey i've got more than one shirt that's awesome hey i've got a car that's incredible hey i've got like my kids i can put food on the table for my kids amazing and those are things that most of us would be like Psh, big deal like, everybody has the bad days and the good days. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, like, when I was over there, we was poor, but we never have depressed, man. Because, you know, like, we have so much faith in God. Like, we, the problem today in America, I think, like, what I see at the young guys, like, they put, they, they too much to technology, too much to, they forgot, without God, you cannot be, you cannot be strong. No matter what you do, no mm-hmm. matter how much money you have, no matter, Mm. If you don't have faith, my friend, you're not gonna. Like I was poor, but I was very strong. I was I, w- I was poor with money, but I wasn't poor in my heart. I was because I know I had faith in God. Someday I'm gonna do something special, you know. Well, maybe Americans have a a different God than the God that you have. You know, maybe like I think that like not all Americans, but like you know, maybe money has become some people's God, or maybe like you said, the technology or or the likes on social media, like those have become the things that are like, that's what they're looking to for their ultimate source of joy and their ultimate source of happiness and security. And those things are not satisfying them. Yes, like, man. would you say um, like, that's true for you? Like if you've been like, no, like man, my happiness has been rooted in God. And therefore like, because God is the source to you, at least it seems like when I hear you talking about God is the source of your happiness He's your provider. He's taking care of you. Like, and as long as he's there, I'm okay. It's going to be a good day. Yes, man. If you know, like, if you put me today and back then, I swear to God, I'm the same person. Nothing changed because I know that everything comes from God, no matter what. If you make money, it's from him. If you poor, it's just a test for you. You're not going to be poor all the time because the time is going to come and you're going to make it, you know, but you got to stay focused. Like here, I, like a while ago, like last year, 
I know if, like one of the employers was working with me and she comes in, she says, you know what? My iPhone is working today. I need a new iPhone. And she said, I'm depressed. I say, take it easy, you're depressed. I'm just looking at it. And the same day early before I even was coming to work, I got a coffee and I just go to my phone and I see a, a, a family in Syria this crying. They say for three days, we didn't eat no food. We eating snow for food. And they're not depressed. And the person here, I see the same person came in in the morning with a big coffee and he had a big sandwich. You didn't meet three times a day, three good meals and say, I'm depressed. The problem is with this person because you know what? They don't have, you know, they, they forgot the creator. You know, they forgot the God, the creator. That's a problem we have today, my friend. Because yeah. if you tell somebody, if I take this iPhone and I put it in front of somebody and I say, do you think this iPhone just came in here? They're going to say no. And they say, somebody made it. Somebody created the iPhone, right? They didn't just show up. Mm-hmm. There's a creator for this phone. And what's the reason they created the phone for it? To use it to talk, right? So as a human being as us, we have a creator because we just didn't come here. Somebody created us. And when we forget the creator and we look for other stuff, that's what we are depressed, my friend. And that's what makes a big difference because the day I see it, all the people... They feel like there is no creator in this world, you know, like it's just money and other stuff. And we got to go back to the creator because without God up there in the sky and create the creator of the heaven and the earth, you're not going to find peace or happiness no matter how much money you, ma- you make or you have or what kind of house you have. Mm. You're not going to find it, man. I love to hear you talking this way. And I know that like, people would say that, well, those who live, have listened to this for a while, they know that I'm a pastor. That's kind of my day job, you know. That's what made me to come here. It's to always this. refreshing to me, though, to to hear someone like you who doesn't have a title. You're not a pastor. You're not, no. you know, like you're not getting paid to talk this way. Like it's refreshing for me to hear someone who, like you, I, I truly believe and I hear you that you've experienced God and you believe what you're talking about. And I think like with even the conversation around this iPhone, um, you know, the person who designed this knows best how it works. And yes. that's what you're talking about with God. I mean, like, if he, if there truly is a God who's designed you and created you, you want to go to that God, to that being, to show you how to live, to teach you how to live, to yes. be the source of your life, you know? And, and it seems like to me when I hear you talk, like that's what you're seeking to do. And, you know, I don't think you're all talk. Like, I think that you believe this stuff fully and you live it out. Like, I was in your kitchen today. You know, I'm there eating with some of the members of our church and, and well, Chris was there and, and we're sitting there and we're eating and you asked me to go back to the kitchen and you cut up some lasagna and you're like, you got to try this, man. It's so good. It's so good. And, you know, we're, I'm like, man, this is, don't give us this. And like, this costs money. And you're like, dude, life's more about much more than money. It's about much more than money. And I think that even whenever you said that to me, um, I just had to ask myself, like, do I believe that? You know, because even though I say I believe that in my head, like, I, I think a lot of people would say that. Like, oh, yeah, of course life's not about money, or of course life's not about possessions, or it's not about having a big house or all these things. But you seem to really believe that truly, and you're living it out. Um, and you are, I think, Tony and Chris, I think would agree with this too. Like, you're one of the most, you seem to be one of the happiest people. 
uh, one of the most content people. Yeah. One of the most generous people I've ever been around. Certainly true. My, uh, when the corona came, the COVID came in, I know a lot of people, you know, here, and because I've been here for eight years. And I know some very rich people, you know. Then the, my cousin was in work. I was in the kitchen that time, just being by myself. But the COVID came because the COVID came, you know, the business slowed down a little bit, so it was really hard. So when that time came and one of the big, very wealthy guy in Paragol came in and over there in the kitchen and he when he walked in, I had like a dishes everywhere, a lot of tickets. He said, who's, who, where's the rest of the team? I said, it's just me here. Just me here working. I said, I've been here since 7 o'clock and probably go home 1 o'clock tonight. And he said, how do you do all this? I said, this is just, what? This is sometimes you got to tie the belt and work hard. Appreciate it. Then after he started talking with me and stuff, he said, how do you do all this? Are you depressed? You know, I said, no, why would I be depressed? Or why would I be angry, man? This is sometimes, you know, sometimes sometimes today is hard, tomorrow will be easy, I said. When the hard time comes in, you just got to stay focused, put your trust in God, and believe on Him, and work hard, and the rest is in His hands. If it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. If not, then I'm looking at a man who's very rich. Like, he has a lot of money. But he's not, he's not happy. I asked him, like, what do you, like, that time, it's like everybody was going crazy. And I asked him on a question, I said, do you believe anything? He said, you know what, I, I am very, like, the only thing I believe is when I drink in my liquor, that's when I find my peace. Mm. You look at a guy who is rich, has all this money and stuff, but he has no peace on him. Mm. And you look, I was in the kitchen dirty, like, 14 hours. I'm laughing, smiling because I have peace because you know what? Everything comes from God, no matter what. The, whatever disease, whatever comes, you got to respect it, you know, and stay strong. And I see, like, a lot of people, like, here, like, you know, like, they got a lot of money and stuff, but they have no peace, man. They know. How do you, like, so that perspective is, again, I think it's so easy to say that, and it's another thing to believe it and, like, live it out. When your sister died, I'm going to go back to that for a second, like, was there ever a time where you were mad at God or you doubted God? Like, cause from my experience, it's really easy for people to like praise God and to give him thanks and to be happy when things are going really good. Yes. But things aren't always going really good. Like you said, like there's bad days, like bad things happen, right? Like there's sometimes some days are really, really hard and there's loss and there's death and there's heartbreak. And, and so like in those times, like, especially with your sister, like, like, what do you think has kept you from being bitter at God or mad at God? Like? No, I'm not. I wasn't mad at God because everything belongs to Him. The sky, the earth, He gives everything. He He takes. He gives everything. He takes everything. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was sad, but I wasn't sad at God because everything belongs to Him. Mm. He can take everything and He can give everything. Everything comes from Him. You truly believe everything we have is a gift. Everything is a gift from Him, from God, and stuff. And like you said, when you have too much faith in God, you never. You never feel, you cannot feel sad because you know everything is, is in control. Like when my sister died, my father was at work. My mother was home. Just her, just she, she was just by herself at home. Then when she sister died, when my father came from work, because he worked like 14 hours a day, he was so tired. My 
mother didn't even tell my father that my sister died because she didn't want to want to make him you know not to sleep because you know he was very tired so that day my father come home sleep my mom didn't say anything to my father but the next day when my father woke up from sleep my mother said my husband I have to tell you something Say, okay I'm listening Did I have some news are you gonna be sad he said the one the creator who gave our, our kid he took it away from us so I want to tell you then my, my mother she was so strong so much faith in God that she I don't think any woman can do that that you go home and your kid is dead and your husband shows up home and you, you know what you know your husband is so tired from a long day of work and you let him sleep and relax for that day the next morning you tell him I don't think you can see too many, many women like this no days so I come from a very strong like fa- my family like my mother was very very strong in faith she always tells me whatever you do whatever you go just take God with you respect God I always take it from her so that's what keeps me always strong and I I tell I, and I would tell everybody like today you know like have faith in God put God first life would be good man you cannot I go if, if my history like I, I have a very tough history you know like for the family and stuff what we always made it because we always had faith we always put God first and I'm still here you see me I'm smiling I'm always working hard because I know today I, I have money tomorrow I can be broke I, I can be have nothing $20 in my pocket just like when I came in I'm the same guy man Mm. This is not paradise. This is earth is made to test us. Mm. Here we just a test. You know, like when we go to school, you do it. You go to school to get a test, diploma to see how you pass. Here is not paradise. Here we come in to be a tested. So we have to work hard, respect one another, prepare ourselves. When we go up there, then it's thus life will be good. Here is it's a test, my friend. You. One just like one day you sad, one day you happy, one day you rich, one day you poor. Have faith in God. Don't lose faith in God. Be honest. Whatever you do, you'll be okay, man. Mm-hmm. And stop because I have a tough life, but you know, I'm always happy. You know because I know it here is not paradise. Mm. This earth is made to test us, mm. but take the test slowly. With faith, and you'll be good, man. It's the most we've talked about God on this podcast since I think Steve Garmouth was on, mm. you know, and it's just, it's wild because obviously, and you know this, Tony, like I don't, I don't ever know where these conversations are going to go. You know, I don't ever direct them. I don't ever try to make them go a certain way. And, um, it's really cool. You know, I, I think, th- I, think I always people, talk about God because God give me everything. Yeah. Whatever I ask him, he give it to me. So I always wanted to, I, t- I wanted the people to know that without God, I don't care what college you go. I don't care what kind of diploma you have. You're not going to be successful. Yeah, I agree. I lived in Boston. I knew a doctor who was a millionaire. When I went back to visit my brother to Boston, this guy sleeping outside. I'm a millionaire doctor. What the reason he's sleeping outside? Because he doesn't believe in God. He was a God gave him a job, a doctor, a family, wife. Yeah, you know what? He forgot God. He started gambling going to casinos. 
and, and spending all this money. So he lost his family, he lost his job, everything. Why? Because no faith in God. But if he had faith in God and believe in God, take care of the family, don't, don't gamble, don't spend your money. So that's the reason I always, I see so many things, and this, so many things nowadays that the most, we know the most important thing for us to be successful is we need the body to know about more the Creator. That's the only, re, that's the only way we can be successful, man. Just because I'm successful, it doesn't mean, but I want the, People, the young generation, they come after. Like, I, have, I, I live in Paragol. I have kids. If my kids, don't, if my kids don't grow up and knowing that it's created up there, what's all this hard work for me mean, man? Nothing. Yeah, I'm not yeah. taking anything with me, man. Yeah. I'm leaving everything here. I, when I go, I came in this country with nothing. And when I die, when I go, I'm not taking no money, nothing with me. Yeah, yeah. Nothing is coming with me. So the only just... thing I can leave is... Leave the you know leave something behind that is good for the people for the people that come in because time is short. I'm here today. Tomorrow I might not be here. That's right. So I just shared this like, quote uh, yesterday with some friends of uh, uh, where a guy named D.L. Moody once said that we shouldn't fear failure. We should fear being successful at the wrong things. Yes. And that's what you're talking about. I, I you you mentioned you said you got one or two kids. Two kids. Two kids. One boy, one girl. One boy, one girl. Where did you meet your wife at? Did you meet her here or did you meet her in Massachusetts? No, actually my wife, I met her. My brother got married back home, so I went to ah, the wedding. Okay. Then when I went over there, I want a housewife. The wife that can take care of the kids, mm-hmm. respect, you know, because I tried to find... That's another thing that brings me right back to the creator because, you know, I live in this country... I trying to find a good woman, you know, like housewife. Every woman you meet, they want to party, they want to go out, they want to drink. I don't want that, my friend. Right. I want a wife that is going to take care of the kids, teach the kids the right way. If I get a wife who's going to drink and party and go to nightclubs, how can my kids be good? Mm-hmm. All this hard work I did and all this time I put into it is going right to the trash. And I watch everybody, a lot of people, you know, like they get divorced and stuff. So that's why, you know, like you need to have a good wife that she is going to be good, you know, take care of the kids. Because I know, you know, a lot of people when they buy a car or they buy a house, they want it beautiful. But the wife is the most, like the wife is the most important thing in this life. If you've got a good wife, your life is going to be easy. (laughs) But if you don't have a good wife, your life, no matter how much money, you're always miserable. You're always fighting and stuff. So that's why when I went over there in the wedding, I saw her, then I started talking to her and stuff. And I, I met her over there in the wedding, and she came here. Then Were you already in Paragold at that time when you met her? No, I was in Paragold, yes. Wow. So you're yeah. like, I love you. I think you would be a great wife. Do you want to go live in Paragold, Arkansas with me? <laughs> Is that how the conversation went? No, 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 no. It's just she, to be honest, she didn't even know I live in America the first time. Because I'm not those guys, the guys that show up, fans, you know, like those guys that go in with tattoos and earrings and this and that. No, we see mommy, just a regular guy, man. Nothing. So she thought I lived over there. She didn't really know. Then we start talking. Then she said, you live in America. Then her family is very religious too. So when they saw, they were surprised. They said, you live in America and you got no tattoos, no earrings. 
A tattoo like me, man. I got a tattoo on my back of my arm. <laughs> nice. But there's like like everybody that comes in, they have a like everybody, like they when they come. When Italy to America, you can tell like by the look, you know, like stuff. I didn't change anything, you know, like I'm same very humble guy, man. Same guy, you know, you see me like nothing special. So there was like, you know, I think this guy would be good because to our family is like very picky too. It was very hard to together, to be honest with you. It was very hard. It took long, a lot of work to make her. Do y'all, have to, do y'all date? Yeah, we date for a little bit. Okay. Then I had to go two times to back over there to visit, uh-huh. to talk because first she talk wants to, her to get dad. to New York. But th- and it was very hard for me because I'm always, you know, here working and stuff. Yeah. Then I'll go like for one week, then come back. But it was meant, you know, whatever is meant to be yours is going to be yours no matter what. So. So y'all got married when? How long ago? Y'all been married? We've been eight years now. Eight years. And yeah. Evan Zari's been in Paraguay for how long? Eight years. Eight years? Yes, okay. Yes. So you Does started yes. That's a big year for you, man. Yes. So I, after, but you took her, it, she didn't, she not been here eight years. She's been here only like six years because okay. she had to wait for the papers and stuff. Yep, sure. And stuff. Then, then she came in. Well, she's very happy. She liked it here and. That's good. I got to see her walking down the hall the other day. We were, I was taking my kid to school. I guess it was yesterday. I yes. was taking my kid to school, and you were bringing you were yes. coming out. Yes. Um, tell me this. Uh, see, Avanzar has been here for eight years. There's been at least two, maybe three Italian restaurants that have opened and closed in Paragold in eight years. Uh, how? Why do you think you guys have been able to sustain? Kind of, you know, this. How, how, why do you think y'all have been able to to stay open while all these other restaurants have kind of come and gone, Italian restaurants specifically? When I learned the food from the guy in Boston, the, the Joe, like he made, he, sh- he teaches you the right way. What him, it was like, not like skipping this, skipping that. If you want to make, you got to make it. They're calling it. you at the restaurant right now. You got to, <laughs> you got to make it the right way. And he told me one thing. This is what he told me. He said, listen to me, Tony. The restaurant business you need to be working the same the first day when you start and the last day be the same. A lot of people go to restaurant business. The first year they work hard. In the second year they start, maybe they make some money. They start getting lazy. Cut some corners. Yeah, they cut some corners. And that's where the problem comes. I'm the same guy when I came in and today I work the same thing. You saw me today, like I will go, I went over there at 7 o'clock. So I made the lasagna, all this stuff. I'm always, always, always there in the morning. Sometimes I don't get to leave till 12 o'clock. That's what makes it different because I put a lot of work to it. You have a lot of, you put a lot of work into it. You're also very passionate about it. You can tell you're very passionate. Like you're excited. Like, you know, we did this, we did this food tour and everybody was glad we were there. Everyone was wonderful. But you're like, come back to the kitchen, check this out. Like, look at this pasta. Like, look at this sauce. It takes me, whatever, I can't remember what you said, like, like four or five days to make this sauce. And then you're like, you know, I was like, and look at this, look at that. And then, like, you're showing us how you make the dough and everything's from scratch. Like, I loved to see how much you love your craft, how much you love your work, how passionate you are about it, man. And you're good at it. And, and you're doing it because you truly want other people to have a good experience. Like, and that's why you give such big portions on the plates. I mean, it's like, you know, I don't know if anybody's able to finish completely all everything on the plate because there's so much, like you don't skimp on that. And I think what you've been able to do, Tony, is something that I think everyone should try to seek to do, which is you've taken something you're good at and something you're passionate about 
and you've brought those things together in a way that that is good for other people like you provided a good product and so i think like when i look at why why has evans already been here for eight years like that's why yes plus i i always make the food the same thing i make it for myself if i don't eat something myself i don't put it on like i had guys that work at the restaurants and stuff and they would tell me like you know what when the owner makes the food, sometimes he makes different food for himself. Says, no, no. To me, I said, if somebody comes in a restaurant, they say, what, what dish is good? I say, every dish is, if it's not good, it won't be there. I won't leave it there. I will take it out. Because anything that I don't eat myself, I don't serve it. Like, yeah. if I know it's not good, I won't put it in the menu. And it's like authentic it. Italian food. I make it everything the same thing that the guy that do it, that he did it for three generations. Yeah. But he was my teacher. He teach me everything. I never change anything. Same thing, you know. Yeah. So if people taste some of your food, like there's some of it that it may taste different, like like the marinara sauce, for example. Like the marinara sauce that you make is going to taste different than maybe some of the local Italian marinara sauces because yours is like an authentic Italian sauce, right? It's so. It's like you went, you was in my kitchen too. Like I can talk a lot about the food, but people think you know you're just talking. But you was in my kitchen. You saw it like everything you see there. You saw my my in the kitchen when you came in. I told you I said you go to the restaurant and the walk-in freezer is bigger than walk-in cooler. Something is wrong. They get everything <laughs> made. So in my in my kitchen, you saw how big the walk-in cooler is, how small the freezer is. Everything is, I tried to make everything fresh and scratch because I know it does what will keep me here and keep people coming back. Yeah. And I know the day that I start changing, making everything, getting everything from the company ready, I know that that's the day that I'm going to start yeah. losing business. So I'm always going to, as long as I'm here, I'm going to try to make it the same thing I make it before, the same thing I always make it fresh. So that's what I'm going to stick to it. So I like to, I love, I love, I love to work to make the, people happy you know when i see somebody happy with the food i make and they enjoy it does what makes me happy man it's great man well your food makes me happy <laughs> thank, you. For thank sure. you and it was so my, my birthday lunch so there we go yeah man that lasagna looked really good i couldn't eat it because uh of my gluten allergy i was surprised by uh the top has like you do a little bit of a crunch on the top and he was telling me how good that was mm-hmm. of the lasagna i'd never seen that before it was really it looked really good and you said it was great it's like almost like a pizza crust feel yeah. right yeah a little bit of on top so yeah you you're awesome man keep doing what you're doing i Thank do you. hope that you're able to eventually get to a place where you can make sure you get some rest mm-hmm. for the sake of your family and for your own health because I hope that you're here for the long haul. You know, I don't want you to burn out. I want you to be able to find a good balance. And so if anybody's listening to this and you're a good worker and you're (laughs) looking for a job, I'm sure Tony probably has a spot for you. I'm sure uh, finding good help is not always easy, but it'd be a great place for you to work. And if you've not done this, check out his video uh, that's on our Facebook page, Burger Podcast Facebook page. And uh, go check out Avanzari. Uh, The food is is excellent. uh, and, and you've heard the story. I mean, when you hear a story like this, it's like, why would you not go and support this guy and your family? So incredible story, man. So glad you're here in Paragold. Hey, thank you, man. Always a pleasure to see you, my friend. Appreciate you guys. And yeah, well, we ain't you. leaving yet because i got to ask you rapid-fire questions. Yes. You ready for those? This is, this is where it really gets hard right here. Hard-hitting questions. <laughs> hard-hitting questions. All right, so here we go. You ready for this? 
Question number one, and I, I bet I already know the answer to this. What is either the last show or last movie that you watched, or if you don't watch TV, what's the last book you read? Book. It's been a very long time. I bet, man. I, I was about to say, I bet you haven't made time for either one of those things. Do you watch TV? TV sometimes with the kids, they watch cartoons. <laughs> there you stuff. go. And stuff so sometimes with the cartoons but like real shows and movies not i know yeah. in a long time that i i watch like a movie you sit down for two hours and you don't get a lot of movie no most no the kids mostly every time you put something they like put the cartoon put the cartoon so i just let them watch the cartoons okay so which cartoon do you like <laughs> they no they choose all kind of different i know even really to be honest know the names the ones they choose they always mixing it up yeah so they most of the TV noise for the kids, my friend. I kind of figured that first question was going to be a wash. Uh, all right, do you listen to music? If so, what's your favorite band? Do you have a favorite band? Band or artist? Like one single musician. Before, when we was young, before I come in, I like everybody like back home in my school, like they like Eminem. Oh they yeah, yeah. The, okay. they were very crazy. So. Yeah, man. I think Eminem before. Today I'm old. I'm not listening anymore. But he talks about it. spaghetti in one of the songs, right? <laughs> so it's got the Italian. But over there, everybody, like, you know, when you're young, does what they they know yeah. back in over there. So, like Michael Jordan. Michael, Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. I remember yeah, man. Over there, like, the people, they like, like, the old music before. Sure. No, no, they got so many new artists, but I don't. Sure. Yeah. Too much. What is your favorite meal? Meal? That's the hard one. For Italian, I like the marsala, pizza. For American, like the steak, ribeye. I like all the food, man. I'm not picking anything, my friend. I eat it. What about problem. dessert? Favorite dessert? Dessert, I like the tiramisu. Tiramisu yeah. is very good. But you the, and my wife both, man. But the espresso is very good, man. Yeah. Uh, all right. Give us... Or no, here's a question. What is on your nightstand right now? Nightstand? What's on top of it? The light, little light, I yep. said, that's it. That's it. Little Keep light. it clean, man. Yeah. Keep it simple. Um, give us a snapshot of a, just a normal moment in your life that brings you a lot of joy. It's just a normal, everyday moment that still brings you a lot of joy, a lot of happiness. Everything brings me happiness, but I think the kids today, the most is the kids I see them the happy that's what brings me really happy when I see them because when I was when I was growing up it was tough so when I see them they got it life more easy and that's what makes me very happy man yeah excellent last question and then we'll let you return your phone call <laughs> what is the one thing that you're deeply grateful for right now what's one thing that you're for being alive being here and most I'm thankful for opportunity i get to know what i'm here what's the reason i'm here and what i'm going that's the most important thing because a lot of people don't know where that what they created and where are they going and that's the worst thing so me i know that i'm created for a purpose i know that i'm here and i'm going somewhere else then that's what my very thankful because you know i'm here just like you go you know when you when you go on a vacation and you know you're not gonna be there for too long because you're going to go back home. So I know here I'm just like in vacation. Mm. So I try to be doing everything nice. So one day I get to 
Go up there and be the creator, my friend. Mm. That's what my goal. Very good, Tony. Man, I'm really enjoying getting to know you more and more. I told you one of these days we're going to have to have you in our house. Let us cook for you. That way you cook for so many other people, so we'll have to have you and your family over. You'll have to take off a couple hours for it, though. Yes, You think you. you can do that? You of take course. some time off from the restaurant? Yes, man. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. A guy like you, anytime, my friend, the door is open for you. So all you got to do is give me a call. Thanks, it man. will be done. Awesome, man. Sounds good. Well, thanks so much, Tony. Appreciate you. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate you guys, too. All right. And Tony has left the building. Um, every time I'm around that guy, man, I feel inspired like to, to certainly count my blessings. Mm, yeah to be more grateful for what i have um we talked about this earlier today about just the power of gratitude and how we all have these kind of these days where we focus have this dark cloud over us Mm -hmm. we're worried about all these different things in our life and certainly there are things that are i understand like there are sad days there's bad days there's things that are worth worried about at times you know and um but if you had this cloud just constantly hanging over you, it seems to be from whether you read science or the Bible, like Tony, or you know, life experiences show that if you choose to be grateful, and that isn't, I think, a choice we can make, um, that it kind of helps us to bust through that black cloud and to, I think, man, to live happier, more fulfilling lives. Yeah. I love that distinction you found in that verse to be thankful in all circumstances, not necessarily for it. Mm-hmm. I'm not thankful that this bad thing happened, but I'm thankful in the midst of the bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is not easy, man. And I do think there, what he was hitting on is, is just worth reflecting on like that. Sometimes it's really hard. You would think it's, you would think the opposite would be true, but sometimes it's really hard to be grateful in a land of prosperity because there's so many options out there. It's easy to focus on all the things that you don't yet have. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's like if, there, if I know that I never have a chance to, to get this other thing that my friend has, then I don't sit there and be like, dang, like, I wish I had that. And then focus on like the stuff I don't have, but more you focus on just like, here's what I do have. So anyways, Tony, thanks so much for coming in. Um, really enjoyed the conversation with you. For those of you that are still listening, thanks for tuning in. If you've not already done so, please check us out on our different social media platforms. We are on Instagram and Facebook primarily. Um, and uh, whatever you're listening to this on, whatever platform, whether it's on uh, Apple or Spotify, if you would, please give us a five-star rating. That helps people just to find us more quickly and learn about the incredible people that are living right here in Paragold. So as always, thanks so much for listening.